Hey, hey, hey. Hello, sweetie darlings. This is T, and you are tuned in to Burning Tarot. Now, part of the joy of Burning Tarot is that we take a nature walk, usually, and you get to hear the sounds of the forest in which I am most fortunate to live out here in Central Oregon. And we talk about the various critters and birds and bursts of wind in the pines that we run across as we're taking our walk. Guess what? None of that is happening this week. This week, we're still in the forest, but we are inside my house in the middle of the forest. So the sounds you will hear are rather more pedestrian and domestic in nature. You will hear perhaps the washing machine churning in the background, the heat turning itself on. If any ravens fly in here, well, that would be pretty cool. But yeah, we're probably not going to get the ravens this time. Uh, we got a big dump of snow. That was very nice. It's quite beautiful out there. But um, the snow is deep enough that um, I don't have the boots to walk in it. You can ask my physical therapist about how I'm supposed to get different shoes for my messed up foot and all this stuff. So I can't just go stomping out into snow that deep. Now you know all the details about why we're pulling our card indoors. We will hit on a couple little astrological points as well during today's reading. I will try to keep that to a minimum. If you like having the astrology folded into the readings, please let me know. If you dislike it, and some of you really dislike it, you have let me know, but let me know again, burningtarot at gmail.com. And that's also where you can drop me a note and just kind of let me know how things are resonating with you, whether you're feeling the same energies that I seem to be feeling as I pull the cards for us. Let me know what's up, what's down. Just keep it to, you know, one, two, three sentences because I can't kind of keep up with everybody's entire lives. Um, but I really do appreciate it when you guys make that effort and get in touch with me. Uh, usually I mainly hear from people who are established clients and friends and such. But if you're just a random person out there in the universe who happened to cross this podcast, I want to hear from you too. I really do. I'm curious. Burningtarot at gmail.com. That goes straight to me. There are no filters. You will not be treated to some kind of horrible email spam in response. Um, I don't have a, an assistant or a virtual assistant. It's just me reading your email. Uh, so I'm quite genuine about wanting to connect with people. Um, it gets very interesting. It also makes me feel good. Just, you know... I'm a writer. I've been a writer for like 40 million years. That's my day job, such as it is. And, you know, it's just amazing when you hear back from people about how the work that you do, the work that I do, resonates, has an effect on somebody's life. Um, someone just posted online, you know who you are, hi, hon about apparently some of the astrological stuff that I talked about on the podcast recently. Um, this listener was able to relay that information 
to someone who was having a hard time and even getting suicidal. And these ideas, this woo-woo stuff that I had talked about helped that person, helped that person, you know, get a grip (laughs) and say, okay, I can wait. I can wait through this astrological configuration or this card of the week um, and then we'll move on. So when I hear things like that, I feel really grateful and um, I do spend a lot of time on my writing, which is published in newspapers and stuff, but a lot of time just communicating with people in non-publication situations, a lot of time doing podcasts. So it's important to me uh, to know whether I'm totally wasting my time or whether this is resonating with people. And the resonances are often really super interesting. So, blah, blah, blah. You're like, will you please draw the card instead of talking about your podcasting career? Yes, I think I can arrange that. The card that we have today is the Princess of Swords. So as we approach our upcoming week, we can keep her in mind. This comes from the Burning Tarot deck. The um, 2008-2009 version of the Burning Tarot. For those of you who aren't familiar with it, it's a very obscure art project. Um, we went to Burning Man and had a lot of fun and engaged people with the tarot by encouraging them to become the tarot. And burners got dressed up and used our props, photographed by my dear departed friend, Stephen Fritz. And we used these photos to make tarot decks, um, which is really fun and amazing. Thank you, for, thank you to everybody who was part of that project, which was kind of dozens or hundreds of people over the years. So I use this deck when there's matters that involve creativity, creative expression, usually spirituality and transformation mixed in. So this is not kind of an everyday check-in deck. I don't pick this one up when it's like, oh, I wonder what today feels like. I do it when I feel a really strong pull toward the creative, toward the spiritual, and toward that spirit of adventure that brings people to a place like Burning Man, the festival out in the desert. In this case, I'm responding to some astrology that we've got going on. We have Venus and Neptune conjunct, which means right next to each other or right on top of each other, getting hot and heavy, in the sign of Pisces. So this is an extremely creative, flowy, boundary-busting, musical, maybe poetic, loving aspect. There's a bunch of other, like, crunchy-ass stuff going on (laughs) astrologically, too. But for some reason, I didn't feel like focusing on that. I felt really inspired by seeing how Venus, the goddess of love, is, you know, exalted in Pisces, this water sign, 
that um, really encourages us to to go deep with creativity, to enjoy our bodies and our connection with our ancestral past. Um, And conjunct Neptune, that can really get us into some mysticism. So if you find yourself, if you find yourself needing sleep or needing a rest, that's normal for this. And that this will basically just be happening this week. It's like our little Valentine's Day present. So you might feel it most strongly on February 14, 15. But you'll still feel this, perhaps. So you might have a flowing of your creative energies. You might have a feeling of, of um, tiredness and um, kind of vagueness. Like you really need to take care of yourself and take a bath. Do take a bath. Do stay hydrated. Good. To, uh, Pisces is a water sign and Neptune is a water ruler. So we want to we stay juicy, <laughs> juicy and hydrated. And there's the potential here for those of you who are channels who do channeling types of work, who write poetry, who dance, who listen to and or make music. This is a wonderful time. Also, you you know, might come out more visually. Like say if you like to paint, um, throw ceramics, you know, something where you're physically engaged and creatively engaged as well. It can be a really good time for writing. But if you can direct that writing or maybe undirect that writing into its most kind of lyrical, poetic, far out, unformed self, rather than like jamming out something in a, um, a format you're already familiar with that's well-defined and easy, you know, this can just have a great flow of creativity. For some people, this will also come out as sexual energy. Um, and that's fine too, right? That's a sort of physical creativity form that our bodies know how to do instinctively. So there you go. That's this, that's why I said I'm picking up the burning tarot, tarot deck. That's awkward, isn't it? Burning tarot, tarot deck. Um, yeah. And I was like, I want to I know more about how we can work with this specific kind of creative flow that we can expect this week. And, um, and burning, the Burning Tarot has brought forth for us the Princess of Swords. I'll describe what I see. I see a woman who appears to be white, but one should never assume White and very tan, um, scantily clad out in the desert at Burning Man. She has long flowing hair that's bright red and black with a purple flower pinned in it. It's very nice. She's holding up this wacky, um, jaggedy, back and forth, zigzaggy dagger prop that we had for these photographs. A silver short sword. She's got a pierced belly button, and she's standing in front of this um, red and gold background that we painted for this occasion. 
and she's staring straight at the camera. She's holding the sword up with both hands so that it almost looks like an object that she is selling. Or something about the way she's holding it reminds me of illustrations that one sees of Indian deities, like Hindu deities. So the, the sword in this instance becomes less of like a brandished object that is wielding physical power or sending out a defensive warning, which is how the swords often look in other tarot decks, the ones that we're maybe more used to. This has the feeling of of one of those symbolic objects that uh, Shiva or someone is holding in in a you know a Hindu sculpture, or some a Christian holding up a cross or a crucifix, but not holding it out like we're in the Exorcist movie, but holding it. And then there's this kind of like she's just looking up at you like here is what I have on display. My funky little sword. So it's a really interesting dynamic. The Princess of Swords is bringing a feminine quality and a youthful quality to our swords. And if you listen to Burning Tarot regularly, and if you're a regular practitioner, then you know that swords correspond to the element of air. Air is associated with mind, with power, with struggle and conflict, among other things. It's also, you know, a lot of communication, words. Uh, in both astrology and tarot, you, you need air to get at that type of creativity. The word part, the communication, the internet, right? The swords rule the internet. Um... So I think she's here to suggest to us a possibility of really listening to our words and really encouraging them to link to our hearts. Not just in a, you know, spasm of self-righteous opinion stuff. (laughs) Not that I would know anything about that as a newspaper columnist and regular shit stirrer on the internet since 1992. That's a while ago, people. Um, You know, she can definitely get tangled up. She can um, take that nice looking sword and start stabbing people for no particular reason. But I think she's coming up here in this context to help us bring the sharpness of mind or of opinion and value, Venus has a lot to do with our values as well. It's kind of like a a resonance from the planet Jupiter. Um, So this air swords wordiness can be brought to our hearts where Venus is and where Neptune is maybe making things seem kind of weird. You know, this creative energy for like, let's write some trippy, drifty ambient song. It's, it can be very hard to take that kind of energy and balance it with the rest of our 
busy everyday lives. But it might be worth it if we can take a few moments to do so and really immerse into our creativity or our mysticism. Mysticism looks different for everybody. Some people kind of feel like they have no access to it. Um, But for some of us, it's available through nature, through prayer, through meditation. Uh, For me, it's, you know, the, the long bath, maybe listening to some classical music. Like, I love that as a way to dip into it. Um... Neptune and sometimes Pisces might make us feel like taking drugs or, you know, eating some gummies, drinking some booze. Uh, If you go for that, I would say go kind of easy on it and really make sure that you're also taking care of your body in like to balance it out. So that you're having lots of water and lots of sleep to go along with your um, chemically induced trippiness. You may find that, that, that this nice flowing trippy energy is enough all by itself. And all you really need is to find an hour to sit down with your guitar or bring out the paints. Or with the Princess of Swords to find some way to connect with your words, with the creativity. Poetry, um, or if, if there's a, maybe there's a workshop available to you or a book that you like about writing that has prompts in it. You know, something that makes it playful. Something that helps you draw from your depths rather than responding to current events or news or kind of arguing with somebody. You could use this energy that way. Uh, like I said, I, <laughs> I often do. Um, but I think that would be kind of a waste. This is a, this is a potentially very nice energy. And I think we should really enjoy it. Another thing that the Princess of Swords can help us with is being aware of what messages are coming our way. So that would mean so maybe it's a good time to read. And while you're reading, you notice something in the book and it seems really synchronistic that you read about that same subject online three days ago or you thought about it. You wrote about it in your own journal so that you can consider that a kind of message. If you also take messages uh, from spirits, dead people, angels, guardians, we have lots of words for the forces, um, the invisible ones beyond this realm. If you're someone who often has communications from the other realm, this would be a good time to tune into that as well. And if you're doing that, be very, very careful with your health, your body, your sanity. Um, You don't want to push any of this too hard. There's a lot of other stuff going on this week too, right? So those kinds of messages should be available if you want to deal with them. So you could do a ritual or put yourself in a space where you're open to receiving messages from the other side. 
If you don't know how to do that, make an appointment with me. I'll try to work out something that works for you in particular. Everybody's different. Uh, if you have someone who does that work for you, for example, me, your tarot reader, or um, your friend who's a medium. Uh, I'm a medium as well, but I don't generally do that professionally. Um, well, sometimes, I guess. Anyway, so if you don't have that channel available open within your own body and mind, but you're really feeling like you want that, you want the forces, the ancestors, the energies on the other side to talk to you this week, to come in riding on this uh, beautiful energy. Uh, this is a great time for it. Just make sure it's in a reasonably structured environment or that or you're talking to someone who knows what they're doing or that you know what you're doing already. Um, this isn't a great time to just say, oh, I don't know anything about this and I'm going to go explore it by myself. And I'm saying that based on some astrology stuff that's going on. But if you do know, or if you have someone else who maybe could collect the message for you, so you, you know, get a reading from them or ask them to connect with a spirit force or one of your ancestors on the other side. Um, good time for that, too. And a lot of us do that kind of instinctively and artistically. If you cook a beautiful meal for your family or for your friends, and you use your grandmother's recipe, maybe you don't have grandma's recipe. Maybe you're just guessing. Maybe you're like, well, I'm a Sephardic Jew. I wasn't raised in Judaism, but the internet tells me here's what my ancestors ate. If you cook that meal, that, is a, that can be a place where you channel in and dip in with those ancestors. And you can kind of ask them to cook the meal with you. You know, it doesn't have to be like, oh, well, here we are in this room with the incense and the crystal ball. You know, there's a lot of different ways to let this wonderful, creative, uh, ancestral-based energy flow through you. And to do our Pisces thing, Pisces is the zodiac sign in which Venus and Neptune are meeting. Pisces is really good at blurring boundaries. And so is Neptune. Right now in our culture, there's a tendency to really valorize the idea of boundaries. This is a very natural thing. And for some folks, at some times, it can be really very positive. A lot of us, anybody who was raised girl, regardless of what gender they are now, typically were raised to have poor boundaries, uh, especially compared to people who were raised boy. And so there's this kind of, you know, psychological, you know, Brené Brown books. Uh, I just read Melissa Urban's The Book of Boundaries. Um, this kind of thing. And so there's a, a lot of room for people to figure out, like, wow, I need to set some boundaries. I need to do this. I need to do that. Um, but maybe it's a pendulum thing. And like the pendulum has swung really far over to boundaries are always good all the time. Everyone must set clear boundaries. 
if anyone acts in a way that I don't like, I'm going to set a boundary. I'm going to block them off of my social feed. I'm going to unfriend them. Uh, I've been on the receiving end of that in a painful way. So I kind of, you know, I realized, oh, some people that, that I knew or was friends with really didn't have many boundaries or were raised in environments where um, kind of passive or passive-aggressive, very subtle communication forms, that's just how their family did it, or that's how they learned to do it over time, where instead of coming out and saying directly, I don't like this behavior that you did, or this makes me uncomfortable, they would sort of raise their eyebrow a tiny bit and... That was how maybe their mother communicating that something was wrong. But if they get in a room with someone like me, who was raised by a very expressive, you know, Irish, over-the-top, kind of militant mom, I'm not necessarily going to notice if somebody raised an eyebrow a little bit. So if they never tell me that I'm overstepping my boundaries, I'm never going to know. That's also a good thing to keep in mind when that uh, a lot of people are neurodivergent or neuroatypical or neurodiverse. I am one of those people myself. So uh, when we're setting the big, bold, perfectly solid boundaries, sometimes we forget people are raised differently. And some folks of neurodivergent uh, qualities you know, for example, if you're on the um, ASD, the autism spectrum, you may literally just not even understand the little eyebrow raise. It doesn't register for a lot of those folks. So if we impose that boundary on them, you got to be able to read my subtle cues. You should know everything about communication that I happen to have read in the books that I like, you know, if you're not being, uh, you can't really assume, you can't project sort of Brené Brown onto everybody in the world. And you can't assume that folks who um, crossed some boundary understand that they crossed your boundary, right? So like I said, I've been on the receiving end of this in a painful way. I've also been on the other end where I've had to go, okay, you're neurodivergent, you have a mental health illness, you're driving me crazy, and I cannot talk to you right now. I've had to do that with people I love very deeply, including family members. So I feel like I've been on both sides of that whole thing, and I'm exploring it in my thoughts, and I'm exploring it with you here now. Pisces and... Neptune do a lot of boundary blurring. And sometimes that's really good for our brains. When we stop uh, obsessing on exactly where my property ends and your property begins. Where we, you know, if, you, if you're being physical with somebody, say, could be sexual, it could be cuddling with your child, and you're not uh, thinking in a worried fashion about exactly where your boundaries are, who's touching what when. You're just melding with the other person, melting. It can be beautiful. Artistically and creatively, that can be really super rich. 
as the boundaries drop, when you're doing a collaboration, when you're mixing your painting with your music. Can you tell I'm also a an interdisciplinary artist? I've got a master's degree in that. So that's fun, you know. That's where things swirl. And you don't know which art form is which, and you don't care. This isn't about, you know, getting in a gallery or whatever. It doesn't matter. This creative expression that we have available to us this week is actually just for itself. It's for pleasure. It's for spiritual exploration. It's for fun. For some people, it's going to be very transformational. And if it does uh, kind of flow its way into our family lives, our relationships, our interactions with friends, that can be... uh, that can make some people nervous because they're trying hard to build these very firm boundaries around things and have a very nice rule book of what everybody's allowed to do when. This big flowy doughy <laughs> Venus lovey energy can sometimes knock all that stuff out of the way. It's temporary, so as long as it's not actually harming you, I really wouldn't worry about it. You might be more open to it. There will also be um, some Saturn energy happening that won't be so pleasant. So you might feel some tension between the, one, the part of you that wants everything to stay in its box. Be static. Be okay to deal with. You know, have firm boundaries. Do what it's supposed to. That part of you may rear up its head almost in protest of all this flowy feeling that's coming from the um, Pisces and Neptune configuration. Princess of Swords is telling us, like, well, how do we deal with that? We deal with it with our minds. We deal with it with our words. We allow ourselves kind of a youthful approach to our words and minds. We got to, you know, we got to keep our ears out for messages coming in, and we got to control the situation. You don't want that princess of swords going all crazy with her sword. But right now, it looks like she just wants to show you the sword. This could be um, an example of saying like, well, I just want to express myself. I want you to, you being whoever. I want to be noticed. I want my uh, smarts, my words, my body, my dancing, my poetry to be noticed. She goes very well with Venus, this beautiful young woman on this card. So if we really flow with our Venusian selves and allow this water energy to work on us and through us and um, let this powerful air princess come on in and, and turn it into something, you know, I think this could be fun. It could bring conflict. It could be uncomfortable, but I think there'll be enough uh, positive dynamic in it that, um, that we'll be really happy if we set aside a few hours this week, specifically for creativity and connection with each other, with the earth. And, um, and yeah, don't try to turn it into anything. This would be a good time to maybe set aside... During, during the time set aside for being creative or being 
in your body, in the bath, in bed, wherever. Really good time to set aside concerns about goals and everyday earthy stuff. Even if it's just for a couple hours. Just tell yourself, okay, tomorrow I'll come back and I will do the bookkeeping. (laughs) If you're me, you're like, or maybe I won't. But it would be nice if I could count on myself to do that. Not my favorite task, the bookkeeping. You get the idea. Whatever, um, whatever tasks you have do need to be dealt with, but they don't always have to be dealt with right now. And with Venus, Neptune, Pisces, and the Princess of Swords, be important to carve out some time where we're able to listen and flow. I think this is good news for this week. And like I said at the beginning, I'd love an email from you. Let me know how the podcast is resonating with you or if you had a personal reading from me lately. um, Give me some feedback on that. Is it resonating? Is it true? Is it all wrong? I just want to know. Burningtarot at gmail.com. If you'd like to book a reading with me, uh, tiffanyleebrown.com is where to go. There's a little link that says shop. For those of you who are long-term, long-time friends and clients, I also have a deal coming up, especially if you're in person in the Central Oregon area um, or maybe over in Eugene and Portland because I might be coming over there. If you're interested in that uh, special deal, don't buy your reading on my website right now. Instead, drop me an email and I will tell you about the deal. And again, that one is open to established clients and friends. Well, I hope you all enjoy the many flowing energies of the week. If you're here in Central Oregon, I hope you're enjoying this beautiful snow. And uh, as soon as it melts down a little bit, or I manage to get a new pair of boots that are approved by my physical therapist, (laughs) I'll be out there walking the snow with you again. Much love to all of you. Bye.